we are starting a new series tonight, all of us here, the millions and millions of people in this room. Uh, and the series is called One Way or Another, and so I'm going to be talking about choices. Uh, each week we're going to talk about something from the Bible, obviously, and then we're going to talk about the choices that were made, and then what choices you guys face, how to make good choices, etc. And so the first week, this week, I want to talk about peer pressure, and I'm going to talk about what it means, I'm going to talk about what it's like, I'm going to talk about what you go through. You guys obviously know this, and so I'm going to read from Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 28. Uh, for Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. Uh, she had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless, for Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Uh, Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. So I just wanted to start here because this is King Herod, who you've probably heard of. Uh, he was not a great person. He was not a great guy. He killed people. He was vicious. Uh, he obviously wasn't a follower of God. He did a lot of bad stuff. He, the guy who tried he, Jesus, yes, well, kind of. And so he, well, yes. And so he killed, or he, he married his brother's wife. Uh, it was much shadier than that. Anyway, he did a lot of bad things. He did a lot of bad things. Uh, and so he wasn't a good king, but he liked John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, who you may have heard of, uh, was Jesus's cousin, and he went before Jesus in terms of like he would he came to town and he's like, hey, somebody is coming after me. I am going to tell you about what Jesus is going to do. I'm going to tell you about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you about all this stuff. And then Jesus is going to come, and it's going to really blow your minds. And so John the Baptist was uh, kind of a weird guy, but a really good guy. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he ate locusts and honey, and he kind of lived out in the wilderness, but. He treated everyone with love. He was kind of like, well, like I said, he was very much like Jesus before Jesus and then was preparing people for that way, preparing them. And so even though him and Herod were like super different, like they couldn't be more different, uh, more on opposite sides of things, Herod liked him because John was honest. Like John would tell him, he's like, hey, Herod, I don't agree with that. And Herod, for whatever reason, respected that probably because especially them, but always like powerful people have a lot of yes men around them, like people that just will say, yes, you're right. Yes, sir, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, that color is great on you. Oh, yeah, polka dots are in season this time, like all these different things. And John would be like, hey, you know, let's actually talk. And so even though Herod didn't change his life, and even though Herod didn't like become a super better person, he's like, I see this. I respect this because John's living right. And so I wanted to start there because we're going to go to the heat of things. Um, Herodias's chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for the high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, because they weren't very original with names back then, uh, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and the guests. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask for up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I do? Her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. So this is where we get in kind of the heat of the thing. So again, Herod was not ever accused of being an awesome, good person. But he had this line, and he's like, I like John. I like what he's doing. He's not doing anything wrong. He's not hurting people. He's treating people with respect. He's showing love. Like, he's doing all these amazing things. And even though I don't do those things, he is, and I kind of like that, that that's out there. But he makes this promise as a king, and he's kind of showing off for his friends. And he's like, hey, watch me. I'm going to give my daughter anything she wants. And, you know, he's probably expecting, like, she wants a pink convertible or uh, a really cool... 
waffle maker or something that girls want. You guys know how they are. And so, I'll just show And so, yeah, but really cool yes, waffle, really cool waffle makers are big in like Claire's and Ulta and things like that. Also, and fun. yeah, exactly. And so, uh, he, he wanted. He wanted her to have anything, so he's expecting just something like money, gold, jewels, power, something. Like, you know how it is. And so she comes back with, after she talks to her mom, I want the head of John the Baptist. Now, that is a pretty shocking thing. And if your parents ever ask you what you want for your birthday, and you say, I would like the head of my enemy, they're probably going to be freaked out, and you probably won't be here anymore because you'll get sent away to a special school and uh, studied. And so don't do that. But anyway, like, imagine that. Imagine that for a second before, again, Herod's not a great person, but imagine that you have a really close friend, somebody that you really love, somebody that you hang out with all the time, uh, somebody that you really trust, and you go to them and you're like, hey, uh, you know what, it's your birthday, anything you want, you know, if I can do it, I will. And they're like, yeah, I would like Jeff's head. Like, I'd like it cut off and put on a plate. Now, I know some of you would be like, oh, I'll try. But, you know, for the most part, you're going to be freaked out. You're going to be like, that is a really weird thing to ask for. And so in our case, without a lot of power, without a lot of influence, not kings, not queens, uh, no, we would be, we would be like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that, right? Like, you're going to be... The, re the realistic uh, TikToker who makes, like, cakes... I don't do that. No, I just get them to make, like, an exact... Okay, of your head. that is a good... We'll try that, and maybe Herod should have done that. But, Honestly. anyway... Um, we, we would be like, yeah, no, that's weird, go away. Or at, least, at the very least, at the very nicest, like, no, I'm not going to do that, that's murder, etc. But we would not worry necessarily about, like, oh, man, I promised this. So that's, that's key for what is about to happen. And again, Herod is the king. Herod is in charge. Herod has a lot of power. Herod is not scared of people. Um, last part. Then the king deeply regretted what he had said, but because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he couldn't refute her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. Uh, the soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. So even though he liked him, even though he thought he was cool, even though he knew for a fact he'd done nothing wrong, and even though he regretted the promise he made, he still gave in. Now he's the king. For us, again, if we'd made a promise that we regretted, for the most part, if it's something we don't believe in, if it's something that goes against our morals, we would say, no, I can't do that because, you know, it is what it is. And if they're like, hey, you broke your promise, you'd be like, yeah, I don't murder, etc. But for him, who's the king, he gave in and he murdered. And this is what peer pressure does. Now, he technically didn't have any peers because he's the king, but he was so afraid of the people around him not liking him. He was so afraid of the people around him saying, wow, well, he really uh, lied to his daughter or he really did this. And it's so weird because he didn't care that they were all going to say he just murdered somebody who was innocent, who he liked. Like, that's obviously worse to us. But in the heat of a moment like that, it can be so hard. And so you guys probably hear about peer pressure a lot, and it's something that we talk about a lot, and it's something that you're hit with a lot, and I'm sure in schools and at home and everywhere, it's like peer pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. And so you obviously know, we've talked about friends, you obviously know that, that you should like have your own values, you should have people around you that... that will tell you when you're being dumb. You should have people around you that kind of share your values, that, that you can trust, and all of these things. But peer pressure is about more than just the people who are directly with you. Peer pressure can be your friends. It can be your family. It can be people that you don't even know. It can be people on movies, on TV. It can be celebrities. It can be TikTokers that make weird cake things. It can be uh, basketball players. It can be uh, awful colleges like Duke. Like It can be uh, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. It can be a lot of different things. Just because you're not around the person doesn't mean that the peer pressure doesn't happen. One of the things that I kind of hate about a lot of teen movies, and I watch a lot of them, um, but one of the things I kind of hate is they have this depiction of teenagers and college people as like 
no control and no morals. And it's just like they just get drunk all the time and they party all the time and they sleep around and they do drugs. And it's, it shows it on the movie, on the TV so much. And it obviously glorifies it and makes it look so cool that people grow up saying, like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, kind of like the 21 thing. Like, a lot of people think because uh, it's like, oh, man, age 21, like, everybody's supposed to get drunk, like, blah, blah, blah. They, they think, hey, that's what I'm going to do. And even if they don't want to, they feel this pressure to do it just because that's the way it always has been. But that's not how it works. Like, those things, the things that we see, the things that other people say, everything lives on a highlight-based society, like TikToks, Instagram, Snapchat. Facebook, like those types of things, they show the highlights of somebody's life. Like they show the good. They never show the consequences. They never show the bad. They never show what can happen. They never show the addiction. They never show the alcoholism. They never show the pregnancy, the STDs. Like they never show any of that stuff because it's like, hey, this is just the fun and now you don't worry about everything else. And so peer pressure is all about making you think you have to do this in order to fit in. And it can be really hard and adults feel it too. Uh, but it's so important to withstand. It's so important to have things in place to, to keep you from giving in. It's so important to, to know what you want. And what you think, what you hope for, what you want out of life may not be the same thing that, that I want or that I think. It may not be the same thing. Like, we may disagree on stuff, and that's fine. But you have to understand, like, this is what I want my life to be. I really want to, to go this way. I really want to have this. I really want to be like this. This is what I want people to know about me, to say about me, to think about me. And you have to keep that in mind. And it's going to be hard sometimes because the older you get, the harder the peer pressure becomes. And it can really become where, like, uh, what am I going to do? Like, I have to do this. I have to get this job and have a lot of money in order to fit in with this crowd. I have to uh, uh, date this person because everybody else said that they're more popular or they're hotter and they just, they like me, they ask me out. Or I have to do this, I have to go here, I have to do that, I have to go there. And, and it's just over and over again and we keep saying that and, and, and it can be so hard to withstand. Um, and again, like I said, like with movies, TV, even music sometimes, it's like everywhere. So it's like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. How do I do this? And we do things, and then we feel guilty. And then, like, consequences come, and it's like, well, I already gave in. I already did it. it, it it's, it's always going to be hard, but it's also always going to be worth it to be who you really are and to have those values. And so I've said this a million times. I've even said it today. Your very closest friends, or at least someone who's really close to you, you should have in your life who is willing, who believes like you, who feels like you, has, shares values with you, and you're able to be honest with them. You're able to talk to them. You're able to share with them. You're able to throw cookies on the floor with them. You're able to do all kinds of things. And so when something big comes up, you can talk to them, and you know that they will say, hey, that's not a good idea, or hey, that is a good idea, or hey, I wouldn't do that, or hey, I would do that, whatever. And you don't have to do exactly what they say, but you have to have them there to share. Uh, one of the things that really helps in terms of big peer pressure moments is having somebody who's an accountability partner. And that can be that person or it can be somebody like a youth pastor or Carol or, or just somebody in your life that, that you know uh, believes in you and you know that you can talk to without judgment and that you know you can talk to with, without fear of them disliking you or something like that. And so an accountability partner is if you're like, I really struggle with this. Like, I, I'm really scared that I'm going to give in on uh, this party or on sneaking out or on dating the wrong person or I'm really scared that, that I'm going to... to just really have the wrong focus in life and I'm really going to go in the wrong direction because I just will keep giving in to people and I will keep changing who I am in order to fit in. And so you tell that person whatever it is that you struggle with the most. And then like once a week or whatever you work out, they ask you, hey, Cooper, how are you doing with this? Like how are you doing with, uh, with, with whatever you talk to me about? Like how are you feeling? How have you given in? Like what's going on? And then you will be honest with them and say, you know what? I had a bad week. 
Like, I, I really messed up this week. And they will say, hey, you know what, that's okay, but let's work on how can you do better next time, and you talk about it. One of the things that sucks, one of the things that makes it harder is we all kind of hide where we mess up. We all kind of hide when we're tempted. Uh, temptation is not sin. Literally everyone ever has felt temptation, which just means you want to do something that seems fun or seems short-term good or seems whatever. Everybody feels that. There's even a story in the Bible of Jesus facing the temptation uh, from Satan. Now, Jesus didn't give in, obviously, but temptation means that you're hit with this feeling of, I would like to do that because it's better. And so if you go to that story, like it shows the devil not using temptation like things that we would maybe be tempted by, but he's like, hey, uh, I'll give you this city, or I'll go out of here, or, or hey, eat some food, like this low-term stuff. But Jesus obviously knew, like, hey, I don't give in on stuff like that. We shouldn't give in on that stuff like that. So one of the things that we kind of mess up, one of the things that makes peer pressure hard, is you feel temptation. And so you start to think, well, because I'm tempted, then that means that I'm a bad person. That means I've already messed up, so who cares? That's not how it works. Like I said, everybody feels tempted by something, and some people feel tempted by other things than other people. And so another thing is you can feel like, man, I just always feel uh, like these, these temptations to, to just never uh, pray or never go to church or, or never go to youth stuff and just only work all the time or only uh, party all the time or whatever. And I feel these temptations, and somebody else is like, I don't feel that at all, but I feel tempted to lie all the time. Or I, I feel tempted, I feel peer pressure to, to just really be somebody different, to cheat on that test or whatever. And you're like, well, I don't feel that. And so the point there is not to make fun of each other. To be like, hey, well, how do you kind of withstand the, the, the temptations that you feel? And then you're like, well, hey, I do this and I do that. It's important to not hide it, to not talk about it. Because even if you've given in on something, even if you've messed up, you are not a bad person. You are not the things that you've done. There is always a chance to get better. Uh, now, I say this all the time too, but you're going to mess up. Like, you are literally going to mess up. Carol and I can talk about the fact, in our lives, we have not been perfect. But if you go through your life not seeking to mess up, but seeking to try and to learn from your mistakes and to learn from things that have happened and to learn from bad decisions, to learn from other people's, then, then you're going to realize, like, hey, I can do better. Hey, this, this can go uh, better for me. This can go... Uh, be something I learn from. This can be something that I grow and then I can help other people or I can just have a better life. Um, but knowing that you're not going to be perfect gives you some grace and gives you this ability to learn. Now, and again, as I've said, you don't want to be like, well, Jeff said that I'm going to mess up, so I'm going to go mess up and then I'll pray later. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying understanding that no one is perfect, but you just try your best. That's cool. And so Herod really sucked as a person. But where he really truly messed up, besides the murders and everything, was in caring more about what other people thought than what he thought was right. And he had so few things that he thought was right that it's nuts that he gave in on it. But even though he was a king, he still felt this fear and he gave in. So everybody is going to feel that fear. Everybody's going to want to fit in. Everybody is going to want to be popular. Everybody's going to want to be liked. Everyone is going to want to not be judged. All of these things happen. And so give yourself some grace. But at the same time, like I said, have people you can trust. Have people who care about you. Have people who will listen and share that and keep going. And, and again, don't put yourself in situations that are going to tempt the things that you really give in on. If you have a lot of people who they're constantly just like, hey, we're going to peer pressure you to do this. When I was in high school, I had a couple of friends, and they were close friends. And their goal, and they said this, was our peer pressure is to, to make you get drunk. And I didn't drink. I still don't drink. And so, like, that's what they're like, hey, we're going to do this. This is our goal. This is what we want to do. And it was stupid, but that's what they want to do, and because both of them did it. And so I just didn't go places with them that would have alcohol or anything. Now, I wasn't tempted anyway because it's expensive and gross and all that stuff. But anyway, 
Uh, it, so if you feel like this temptation uh, with, with boys or with girls, or you feel this temptation with, with drugs or with alcohol, or you feel this temptation to cheat, do your best to not put yourself in a situation where you're really going to be tested. And if you are tested, again, have somebody that you can call or text or be like, hey, call me, give me a way out of this. Uh, give me a chance to get out of this situation. How can I do this? And just share and understand that everyone else struggles with something too because you uh, are not stupid for struggling with something. Everybody struggles. And so just do your best and have people to help you do your best and then you help them and then keep going forward and keep being who you are. But it all starts with that decision, who am I, who do I want to be, and what kind of life do I have to live in order to get there? And once you do that, then you go forward and you find somebody and you get help and you pray and you do all of those things. But don't let anyone change you because who you are matters and who you are is worth it and who you are is enough. And anybody that tries to make you feel like you have to be changed, like you have to be somebody different in order to be liked by them, in order to be loved by them, in order to fit in with them, they're not worth being around. And I get in high school and middle school, that's tough because popularity is everything. But anybody who says, you have to do this in order for me to like you, in order for me to be with you, they don't really care whether you're with them or not. They just want somebody to be like them. Um, one of the reasons people peer pressure, one of the reasons people tempt is because most of the time they know they're on the wrong path or they know something they're doing is not great. And so if they get everybody else to be like them, then they don't have to think about themselves. They don't have to change. And so if everybody else is doing the same things they are, they're fine. But if somebody else is standing up and saying, that's not me for whatever it is, then at some point they're like, why? Why are they doing that? Why aren't they like me? Is something wrong with me? And it plants this seed and it shines this light. So just standing up for what you believe in helps other people. So do that. And I'm not saying walk up to people saying, hey, you're so stupid. I'm better than you because don't do that. But do your best and understand that you are worth it. Who you are is worth it. No one should change that. No one should ask you to change that. So just do your best. Be who you are and know that you're loved. And that's all I got.